When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Did you miss Canty and Carlin? Thursday night football, baby. That's right. We've got the Dolphins and the Bengals tonight. I love, love, love them so much I'd marry him, the Cincinnati Bengals tonight. So you're going to bet on or bet against the undefeated Miami Dolphins? No, I love the Bengals in this spot. And I think it's a very tough spot for Miami. So it's more about the Bengals and less about Miami. It's a little bit of both. It's okay. Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio, ESPN Plus. We're presented by Progressive Insurance. Now, if you're a renter, make sure you're protected. Renter's insurance includes options that cover stolen property, personal injury, and living expenses if your place is damaged. Quote renter's insurance at progressive.com. With all of this in mind, with what has transpired so far, the Dolphins, everybody uh, all fired up by a 3-0 and start. You having to fight off Kmart and Dominique uh, Foxworth yesterday on the whole Man. 2 and on stuff. Man. Boy, they are right in the 2 and on family, by the way. I'm telling they you. Are, they, they are. They are right believers. out front. They are right out front. And Tua is, I'll tell you, on so many fronts, it has turned into a fascinating topic. Uh, He's the most polarizing player in the NFL. You can go it, it ahead and really say feels it. like he is. I don't think there's any question about it. And where it's going to get even more polarizing is him getting paid. Because we were talking this morning about the Dolphins and about the need, because he's in year three, to make a decision on what his future is going to be. Because you can't find yourself in a position like the Baltimore Ravens are with Lamar Jackson in a couple of years. And specifically for salary cap reasons, if you don't get this straightened out, you could find yourself having to do some major alteration to the roster next year and the year after for the long term. Well, here's why that would be uncomfortable, though. We're starting to see Tua become a productive player. Why? Because of the supporting cast that their general manager, Chris Greer, has put around him this offseason. Think about what they did. They upgraded the offensive line by bringing in Connor Williams and Teron Armstead at left tackle. They upgraded the backfield with Chase Edmonds being back there and adding Raheem Mostert. They added Tyreek Hill in a blockbuster trade with the Kansas City Chiefs, paid him $30 million a year to go along with Jalen Waddell and Mike Gusecki. Think about putting all of that around a quarterback. Of course, he has to be more productive than he would have had a chance to in the first two years in Miami. But if you don't find a definitive answer on Tua this year, or if you wait to pay to her, then it could ultimately cost you some of the pieces that you spent so much re- so much of your resources in bringing in to help to her. And this is the problem that so many teams find themselves uh, having. Look at the Giants, for instance, okay? Mm. They declined the fifth-year option on Daniel Jones. Here yep. they are at year four. They don't have their answer yet, and when in actuality they probably do, they just don't want to fully uh, admit it yet, although the new management may. But the point is... There have been so many mitigating circumstances. We talk about being able to ruin a quarterback so much easier, but now you're trying to get that answer by year three. Chris, I'm having a, a very difficult time imagining a season this year for Tua overall where I would fully 
be comfortable with with handing him $175 million guaranteed for the long term. And that that's on what? That's on the lower end, right? Yeah, I, I hate dealing in hypotheticals, but let's just say, for instance, Tua and the Miami Dolphins win the division. They win a home playoff game, and Tua stays healthy for the entirety of the season. Could you fork over a contract that pays him $175 million in guaranteed money? Could you do it? I mean, I, I hate to say it. It depends how I got there. Was Tua a big reason why, or was Tua along for the ride? Did Tua put up numbers that, you know, did he throw for 4,000 yards and 30 but, touchdowns? But, but see, here's the problem with, with trying to qualify it in that way. The point being, you won your division and you won a playoff game. The assumption would be that your team is close enough to compete for a championship. That might not be accurate, but that's how a lot of fans and a lot of people in the media are going to look at it. So you wouldn't be in a position where you could justify parting ways with Tua and therein lies the rub for Chris Greer. But here's the problem. What if Tua's Jimmy Garoppolo, the 49ers? He may well could be. You, you know, know what I mean? If, listen, if you're asking but me today. He got him to a point and they want to move on. If you're asking me today, I think he's much closer to Jimmy G than he is Joe Burrow. Yeah. That's the reality of the situation. And I don't give a damn that he's had the highest QBR of any quarterback through the first three weeks. Let's look at it over an extended period of time. What was one of the knocks on Jimmy G? Couldn't stay healthy. Mm-hmm. He couldn't stay healthy. Now, when he is healthy, they do a lot of winning. He has taken his team to multiple NFC championship games, and they did get to a Super Bowl. If Tua's career trajectory is along that path, he's going to get his money. But ultimately, where does that put the Miami Dolphins in terms of being a championship contender? That's what I'm gonna, talking about. Because you're going to lose some pieces. That's my problem. That, that's my problem. If you're going to tell me that Tua is going to turn out to be the left-handed Garoppolo, I'm going to have trouble handing him $200 million. Well, here's guaranteed. the thing. He could ultimately end up being Jared Goff, too. How'd that work out for the L.A. Rams? They got to a Super Bowl, but it wasn't sustainable. No. And it ended up costing them two first-round draft picks in order to trade Jared Goff for Matt Stafford. They, they, Yeah, they wanted Matt Stafford, but they had to get rid of that contract that they paid him, I'm sure, before they really wanted to. Yeah. It, it, it's such a, such a terrible, not terrible, it's such a tough spot to be in. But here's the thing, though. You have to almost pay him after his third year, Carlin, because you want the remaining years on his rookie contract to be years that you can prorate the new money on a contract extension to mm-hmm. keep the cap hit down. So you can try to keep as many of those pieces that you bought in around him. So that's what makes this year so intense and so pressure-packed for Chris Greer, the Dolphins organization, and Tua. They have to make a decision on whether or not he's going to be the guy this year. This ain't something they can put off till 2023 and then play the franchise tag game and be like where the Baltimore Ravens are. They, mm-hmm. they can't do that. And so I think this is a situation where they've got to make sure that they give him every opportunity to, which I think they have in terms of what they put in place. I think they've got a solid head coach. This is going to be on Tua now to stay healthy and to stay productive. If he can do that, then I think the Dolphins' hands are tied in terms of him getting the long-term extension. Do you believe – all of that will happen for him. Do you believe at this time next year he will be on a contract that will have paid him one hundred and seventy-five to two hundred million guaranteed? I hate, I hate you putting me in this spot. No, I'll answer it, but I just hate being put in this spot because it's going to sound like I'm rooting against the kid. But I don't think that he's going to be able to prove it. And a big reason why is I don't think he's going to be able to stay healthy. Carlin, think about this. Consider this. We're in week three. He got hit three times, sacked once. 
He's got back and ankle issues. Week three, he got sacked once. Mm-hmm. Back and ankle issues. Joe Burrow got sacked over 50 times last year and got his team to the Super Bowl and was healthy and was able to play in all the games. I worry about his durability more than anything. Of course. We, he had ankle issues going back to Alabama. He had a surgically repaired hip. Now we're talking about a back. I, I mean, at some point, you have to be concerned about the fragility of Tua and whether or not he can stay healthy in order for the team to get the return on investment. They put a top five pick in this guy, and then beyond this year, if you do pay him, what that's going to look like in terms of a return on investment. If he can't stay healthy, I, I don't know how you can hitch your wagon to this dude. I'm not rooting against him. I, I really don't have any I'm, reason to, but I just don't see it. I'm going based on what I see, and I just don't see it. Well, what's the best indicator for future performance? Past performance. Yeah. And in the past, we've seen that this is a guy that can't stay healthy. Herm Edwards said it best. The best ability is availability. Tua hasn't proven to be able to stay available as consistently as you would like to see for a franchise quarterback. Well, that's where I have what I have to make my decisions based on. The yeah. information that I have. And the information that I have says he's not going to stay out there. But I will give him credit for this. He showed me something by coming back into that game after that hit he took in the first half against the Bills. He showed me something. I, I hadn't seen that from Tua before. He showed me something. If there was anybody in his – well, I can't even say that after the week before because they were really uh, pumping him up, and I understand why. If there was anybody in that locker room that had any questions, was that was that a big part of answering it the other day when he was back in the game? I think it says something to your teammates. It says it's important to you. It says it's that you want to be there to help them win. That matters. It does. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, ESPN Plus. We are presented by Progressive Insurance. I'll tell you, this tonight, this is going to be a hot ticket, as it should be. And it's brought to you by Vivid Seats, where you earn rewards with every purchase. Vivid Seats Rewards is your ticket to more tickets. Vivid Seats, life happens live. I would want to be there tonight. I think this is a great game, and I I will give the Dolphins their love, finally, if they go on a short week to Cincinnati and beat the Bengals tonight. I don't see it happening. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply.
Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Did you miss Canty and Carlin? In 12 minutes, we're rolling with Dolan. Got to make some money. Hello. Coming up at the bottom of the hour, 12 minutes from now, Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, ESPN Plus. A little bit of an underreported story around the NFL this week was what happened uh, at halftime or right before the half with Patrick Mahomes and Eric Bieniemy. It caught a little heat earlier in the week, but Bieniemy finally spoke about it uh, when assistant coaches uh, spoke. I believe this was earlier today, if I'm not mistaken, was asked about exactly what transpired with Mahomes and the frustration that was there when uh, the two of them were getting into it this past week. That result has nothing to do with what took place. We lost that game because our guys wasn't ready. And because our guys wasn't ready, that falls on us as a coaching staff. So our job is to make sure that our guys understand the importance of taking care of the little things. And when you got a lot of young players and you got a new environment, it's our duty not to take that moment for granted, okay? So not only was it a great lesson for our players, it was also a great humbling experience for us. And for us, he means as a team and as coaches As coaches, yeah. Yeah. So tell me from a player's perspective what that means when you hear that. That means that we felt like after watching the tape, our team collectively thought they could roll their helmet out there and get a win against the Indianapolis Colts who were winless on the season, and they, what, tied with the the, the Houston Texans? And mm-hmm. that was that was an ugly, 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 game. ugly, ugly ball game. I mean, and then they, they caught an L in week two. So, I mean, this is a situation where the Kansas City Chiefs had so many miscues and they weren't able to overcome them. And I think that's the part where it's hard to send a message to a group that's been to four consecutive conference championship games that you can't just assign that level of success to this team because they've done it in the past. That's the hardest thing to get through to any team to understand that every season is a new season. It sounds like a weird thing to say, but you don't carry over the successes of the previous year into the following year. It just doesn't work out like that. And it was evident in the way that Casey played. You talked about the muff punt with Sky Moore that gave the Colts an opportunity at point-blank range. Travis Kelsey dropping a touchdown pass. Chris Jones with the unsportsmanlike conduct that extended the game-winning drive for the Colts. That's the only reason they were able to win the game. Those, those things yeah. can't happen. The fake. Here's the other thing, Carlin. The the kicker missing a field goal in gimme range. Yeah. Now they cut that guy. Matt Amendola is no longer the kicker for the Kansas City Chiefs. They've been working out, guys. They'll have somebody else on Sunday. But I mean, those miscues cause you to lose games. I remember when Tom Coughlin would come in after we won or lost the game, and he would give us the four or five plays that were the difference in the game. And when you start talking about the talent level in the National Football League, I mean, it's marginal. Everybody in the National Football League is really, really good. 
And so it's going to come down to the details that ultimately decide who's going to win and lose a game. Even if you have Pat Mahomes, even if you have a Hall of Fame tight end in Travis Kelsey, even if you have a Hall of Fame head coach, you have to execute and you can't have self-inflicted wounds. And the Kansas City Chiefs found out in embarrassing fashion that you can't allow those miscues to take place even if you're playing against a winless team. That feels like the type of moment that a team can have in the season that if they take it the right way, they can really build off isn't the right word, but in other words, learn from, and sometimes you have to learn the lesson the hard way. Yes. And that feels like that was one of those moments. Well, you lost to the Colts. Yes. I mean, if, if it wasn't one of those moments, then you start asking bigger questions about the Chiefs a couple of weeks from now when they're playing the Raiders or, you know, I mean, it's not like they have an easy road that lies ahead of them. No. But, you know, four or five weeks from now, they've got the Titans. Are are they going to win the games then in the fashion in which it's convincing and there's no real concern about that? Well, I think the enemy's point is this. It's not a light switch, right? You don't right. flip it on and off. You have right, to the do urgency it right. level you is what I'm talking about. It. Well, that's, but that's yeah. my point. The yeah. urgency has to stay the same. You know, it's not about the opponent. They're nameless and faceless. It's us against us in terms of taking care of our business. And I know that sounds like a lot of coach speak, Carlin, but that's how you have sustained success. That's how you don't have those lulls in the season where you're going on a three- or four-game losing streak. You have to focus on the, the details. You have to go through the game plan. You have to make sure you dedicate the right amount of time to film study. And you have to be ready to go and have your – have your daubers up when it's game time. And it's clear that the Kansas City Chiefs did none of those things when they played against the Indianapolis Colts. And it really is a shame because there's no world in which that Colts team, which didn't have Shaq Leonard on the field, should have any business competing against the Chiefs and holding that offense down to 17 points. The Kansas City Chiefs should never lose a game where they only give up 20 points. They should they never should lose never, a game. Exa- they should, you're, I'm with you a thousand percent. They should a never thousand, lose a thousand percent. game. And... The only reason, to me, there were, yes, there are there are those four or five players, or four or five plays yeah. that are the difference. The one that really just sticks out would drive me absolutely insane is the unsportsmanlike conduct. Yeah. That, that it was so unnecessary, right? It, it Completely. So unnecessary. And so you look at the next few weeks, and this is, this is a pretty tough stretch. This is... Tampa this week on the road. By the way, in case you hadn't heard, that game will be played in Tampa mm-hmm. this week, um, Sunday night. The Raiders, Buffalo, at San Francisco before they're by. And then they come back, and you've got some games that, you know, you would have thought Jacksonville might have been a little bit easier. It's not going to be easier. It, it, at least right now, it doesn't look no, like Jags it's going to be easier. No, the Jags aren't an easy win. No. Uh, they've got a very tough schedule, but they will hit a point this year uh, where I think – what we saw the other day will benefit them greatly because that was one. I mean, that that's a kick in the pants. Yeah. <laughs> if there ever was one, that should be a loss that really is going to burn you for a while. But here's the thing. The coaches don't have to talk about it in this hypothetical or theoretical realm. They can show you, based on the tape and a disappointing loss, what happens when you're not prepared, when you don't practice well, when you don't pay attention in the meetings. We have the example of us getting our asses kicked against the Indianapolis Colts. And that's a team that got boat raced by the Jacksonville Jaguars and tied with the Texans. They have no business being in the same class as the Kansas City Chiefs. And if the Chiefs play like that, there's no way that they're going to compete for a championship. And they ain't hosting a fifth consecutive conference championship game either.
Now, we told you that just a minute ago that the game will be played in Tampa after Hurricane Ian uh, did so much damage to parts of Florida, and you can help those uh, who have been affected by Hurricane Ian. Donate at redcross.org slash ESPN, redcross.org slash ESPN, to help the Red Cross prepare for, respond to, help people recover from this disaster. Your donation enables the Red Cross to really help in these communities that have been affected by this devastating storm with food, shelter, relief supplies, recovery planning support, other assistance. Again, that's redcross.org slash ESPN. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, and on ESPN Plus, we ourselves have been getting ready for Thursday night. Uh, Canty and I have been talking off the air. We have been cooking up. Uh, maybe a little something, something for your oh, yeah. play of the night later on. A little money. But in just moments, money. we check in with Erin Dolan, and we go rolling with Dolan because she is, uh, she's been very, very good this year on the prop bets in particular. So you're going to want to hear what she has to say in just moments. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio. Football season is underway, so now is the perfect time to download FanDuel America's number one sportsbook because right now, new customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's free bets back if your first bet doesn't win. Just sign up with promo code PLAY. The app is safe, secure, and super easy to use. FanDuel has all your favorite bets from the money line to point spreads to player props. So sign up today with promo code PLAY for your no-sweat first bet. Make every moment more this season with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NFL. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Did you miss Canty and Carlin? In 12 minutes, we're rolling with Dolan. Going to make some money. Hello. Coming up at the bottom of the hour, 12 minutes from now, Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, ESPN Plus. A little bit of an underreported story around the NFL this week was what happened uh, at halftime or right before the half with Patrick Mahomes and Eric Bieniemy. It caught a little heat earlier in the week, but Bieniemy finally spoke about it uh, when assistant coaches uh, spoke. I believe this was earlier today, if I'm not mistaken, was asked about exactly what transpired with Mahomes and the frustration that was there when uh, the two of them were getting into it this past week. That result has nothing to do with what took place. We lost that game because our guys wasn't ready. And because our guys wasn't ready, that falls on us as a coaching staff. So our job is to make sure 
that our guys understand the importance of taking care of the little things. And when you got a lot of young players and you got a new environment, it's our duty not to take that moment for granted. Okay? So not only was it a great lesson for our players, it was also a great humbling experience for us. And for us, he means as a team and as coaches. As there. coaches, yeah. Yeah. So tell me from a player's perspective what that means when you hear that. That means that we felt like after watching the tape, our team collectively thought they could roll their helmet out there and get a win against the Indianapolis Colts, who were winless on the season, and they, what, tied with the the, the Houston Texans? And mm-hmm. that was that was an ugly, 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 game. ugly, ugly ball game. I mean, and then they, they caught an L in week two. So, I mean, this is a situation where the Kansas City Chiefs had so many miscues and they weren't able to overcome them. And I think that's the part where it's hard to send a message to a group that's been to four consecutive conference championship games that you can't just assign that level of success to this team because they've done it in the past. That's the hardest thing to get through to any team to understand that every season is a new season. It sounds like a weird thing to say, but you don't carry over the successes of the previous year into the following year. It just doesn't work out like that. And it was evident in the way that Casey played. You talked about the muff punt with Sky Moore that gave the Colts an opportunity at point-blank range. Travis Kelsey dropping a touchdown pass. Chris Jones with the unsportsmanlike conduct that extended the game-winning drive for the Colts. That's the only reason they were able to win the game. No, those things yeah. can't happen. The fake. Here's the other thing, Carlin. The the kicker missing a field goal in gimme range. Yeah. Now they cut that guy. Matt Amendola is no longer the kicker for the Kansas City Chiefs. They've been working out, guys. They'll have somebody else on Sunday. But I mean, those miscues cause you to lose games. I remember when Tom Coughlin would come in after we won or lost the game. And he would give us the four or five plays that were the difference in the game. And when you start talking about the talent level in the National Football League, I mean, it's marginal. Everybody in the National Football League is really, really good. And so it's going to come down to the details that ultimately decide who's going to win and lose a game. Even if you have Pat Mahomes, even if you have a Hall of Fame tight end in Travis Kelsey, even if you have a Hall of Fame head coach, you have to execute and you can't have self-inflicted wounds. And the Kansas City Chiefs found out in embarrassing fashion that you can't allow those miscues to take place, even if you're playing against a winless team. That feels like the type of moment that a team can have in the season that if they take it the right way, they can really build off isn't the right word. But in other words, learn from, and sometimes you have to learn the lesson the hard way. Yes. And that feels like that was one of those moments. Well, you lost to the Colts. Yes. I mean, if, if it wasn't, one of those moments, then you start asking bigger questions about the Chiefs a couple of weeks from now when they're playing the Raiders or, you know, I mean, it's not like they have an easy road that lies ahead of them. No. But, you know, four or five weeks from now, they've got the Titans. Are are they going to win the games then in the fashion in which it's convincing and there's no real concern about that. Well, I think the enemy's point is this. It's not a light switch, right? You right. don't flip it on and off. You have right, to the do urgency it right. level you is what I'm talking about. Well, that's, but that's yeah. my point. Yeah. The urgency has to stay the same. You know, it's not about the opponent. They're nameless and faceless. It's us against us in terms of taking care of our business. And I know that sounds like a lot of coach speak, Carlin, but that's how you have sustained success. That's how you don't have those lulls in the season where you're going on a three- or four-game losing streak. 
You have to focus on the, the details. You have to go through the game plan. You have to make sure you dedicate the right amount of time to film study. And you have to be ready to go and have your have your daubers up when it's game time. And it's clear that the Kansas City Chiefs did none of those things when they played against the Indianapolis Colts. And it really is a shame because there's no world in which that Colts team, which didn't have Shaq Leonard on the field, should have any business competing against the Chiefs and holding that offense down to 17 points. The Kansas City Chiefs should never lose a game where they only give up 20 points. They should they never should lose never, a game. Exa- they should, you're, I'm with you a thousand percent. They should a never thousand, lose a game. thousand percent. And the only reason, to me, there were, yes, there are there are those four or five players, or four or five plays yeah. that are the difference. The one that really just sticks out would drive me absolutely insane is the unsportsmanlike conduct. Yeah. That, that was so unnecessary, right? It completely so unnecessary, and so you look at the next few weeks, and this is this is a pretty tough stretch. This is Tampa this week on the road. By the way, in case you hadn't heard, that game will be played in Tampa mm-hmm. this week, um, Sunday night. The Raiders, Buffalo at San Francisco before their bye, and then they come back, and you've got some games that, you know, you would have thought Jacksonville might have been a little bit easier. It's not going to be easier. It, at least right now, it doesn't look no, like it's going to be easier. No, the Jags aren't an easy win. No. Uh, they've got a very tough schedule, but they will hit a point this year uh, where I think what we saw the other day will benefit them greatly because that was one. I mean, that that's a kick in the pants. <laughs> yeah. If there ever was one, that should be a loss that really is going to burn you for a while. But here's the thing. The coaches don't have to talk about it in this hypothetical or theoretical realm. They can show you, based on the tape and a disappointing loss, what happens when you're not prepared, when you don't practice well, when you don't pay attention in the meetings. We have the example of us getting our asses kicked against the Indianapolis Colts. And that's a team that got boat raced by the Jacksonville Jaguars and tied with the Texans. They have no business being in the same class as the Kansas City Chiefs. And if the Chiefs play like that, there's no way that they're going to compete for a championship. And they ain't hosting a fifth consecutive conference championship game either. Now, we told you that just a minute ago that the game will be played in Tampa after Hurricane Ian uh, did so much damage to parts of Florida. And you can help those uh, who have been affected by Hurricane Ian. Donate at redcross.org slash ESPN, redcross.org slash ESPN, to help the Red Cross prepare for, respond to, help people recover from this disaster. Your donation enables the Red Cross to really help in these communities that have been affected by this devastating storm with food, shelter, relief supplies, recovery planning support, other assistance. Again, that's redcross.org slash ESPN. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, and on ESPN Plus, we ourselves have been getting ready for Thursday night. Uh, Canty and I have been talking off the air. We have been cooking up. Uh, maybe a little something, something for your oh, yeah. play of the night later on. A little, little money. But in just moments, money. we check in with Erin Dolan, and we go rolling with Dolan because she is, uh, she's been very, very good this year on the prop bets in particular. So you're going to want to hear what she has to say in just moments. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio. Football season is underway, so now is the perfect time to download FanDuel America's number one sports book because right now, new customers get a no sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's free bets back if your first bet doesn't win. Just sign up with promo code PLAY. 
The app is safe, secure, and super easy to use. FanDuel has all your favorite bets from the money line to point spreads to player props. So sign up today with promo code PLAY for your no-sweat first bet. Make every moment more this season with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NFL. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Did you miss Canty and Carlin? Now, it's not necessarily a story that we're going to focus a ton on in the moment, but it feels more and more like things are about to get ugly in L.A. Yeah. With Russell Westbrook and the Lakers. Reading, Chris picked this up. He's a huge Lakers fan. From Bill Plaschke today in the L.A. Times, talking about how disinterested Russ was in the whole uh, Lakers media day thing and getting asked questions and basically, if they don't want me here, I don't care, all those kinds of answers. And the Lakers are trying to say all the right things. Darvin Ham's trying to say all the right things. LeBron James and Anthony Davis are trying to say all the right things. Here's the problem for Russ. He's doing a great job of following the playbook of get me the hell out of here. Nobody wants you. That's a problem. If you, you're not you're not going to be able to get out of there if nobody's going to trade for you. Do you see? Like, is there going to be an addition by subtraction line in the sand this year? Where, all right, let's just buy him out for the rest of the year, or we even try to stretch it out if there's anything we can do to help the cap. But I don't even know if, how you could do that right now. Yeah, because you're talking about, what, $49 million? Yeah, 47. $47, 47 million. Yeah. That is an ugly number, Carlin. I mean, yeah. I see, I, there, there will come a point of addition by subtraction. Yeah, I could see a world where they buy them out, but I, I think that they would, I mean, that'd be an interesting market because they would also be looking to get other players around that same time to supplement what they have in LeBron James and Anthony Davis. It's, it's going to be tight this year with the L.A. Lakers. But I think in the interest of creating the kind of environment that LeBron and AD feel comfortable with moving forward, I think getting Russ out of there sooner rather than later is the best way to go. The Lakers are going to have a bunch of options next offseason. It just doesn't necessarily bode well for them this year, and I don't think Russ can be a part of what they're trying to do in terms of contend and get back to the playoffs. Where do we stand here? Let's just argue for a second that AD stays healthy, which is – an incredible argument. If to AD make. plays seventy games, the Lakers are in the playoffs. They're in the playoffs, but I, I, playoffs for me is never going to be uh, where they need to be with LeBron and AD on well, the roster. Well, it's going to take more than just LeBron and AD. LeBron yeah. is almost forty years old. I know. It's going to take more than just LeBron and AD. Okay, LeBron is not going to play all eighty-two games. If you get sixty, sixty-five games from LeBron James, that is a win. If you get 70 games from Anthony Davis, that is a win. Oh, that's more than a win. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. You're, you're a playoff team. You're a top six team in the West. So I would I would take that right now as a Lakers fan, but I don't think there's a way or a path for Russell Westbrook to contribute and for him to be happy about it. I don't see there's any way that Russ is going to be happy, and I don't think there's any way that come January 1st, Russ is still going to be on the Lakers roster. He just can't be. And the 3-2. 
throw deep to left field. This could be it. See ya. He's done it. Number 61. He's been chasing history, and now he makes it. He and Roger Maris are tied with 61 home runs. Aaron Judge last night, Michael K. the call on the Yes Network in New York. It's Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio and ESPN+. Plus. It was uh, a great moment with Roger Maris Jr. And, and members of the Maris family there and Aaron Judge's parents there. 61 it still has a lot of meaning. Mm-hmm. I, I'm just, I'm so torn with having to try to reconcile this all year because I, I'm, I've decided that I'm going to stop focusing on what it means in the long haul or what it means in the grand scheme in terms of home runs and the record books and all that. I'm going to focus on the fact, as Buster talked about earlier, this might be the single greatest offensive season we have ever seen somebody have. When you tie it all together and you consider where pitching is these days, I absolutely think you can make that case. He's going to win the Triple Crown, or if he doesn't, it's damn close, but I think he's going to win the Triple Crown, Yeah, which still means something. And I know, you know. Well, you've only had no, two I mean, other. But with batting average, it still means something. No, what, what, well, you've only had two Triple Crown winners since 1967. Yes, but yeah. the way they value batting average now is not the way they did even in 2012. But I think Miguel batting Cabrera. average speaks to his ability to be able to control the zone and dominate offensively. It's something. It matters. Uh, Being able to put the ball in play and put pressure on the defense still matters in today's game, even though it has been devalued and the home run has been prioritized. People are booing last week when but he hit it to double. But here's the thing, though, Carlin. It's not like you have to choose with Aaron Judge. You don't have to choose batting average over no. power. The guy's got 61 home runs. It's an American League record that he just tied. Well, but I'm I'm tying it all together here, okay? Mm. The idea that Bonds and whoever else, McGuire, Sosa aside, mm. you factor in winning the Triple Crown, you factor in the team that he's doing it on, and where they would be without him, which is nowhere, and you factor in, what happened right as the season started with his contract, with the general manager making everything public, and it's all out there for people to see, and the guy goes and hits 61 home runs oh, after he turns down a contract but, with that kind of pressure. But you're glossing over a piece of this. The consternation that Aaron Judge had for turning down that contract and only hitting one home run in his first 13 games. Did you forget that part of it? That, that, you kind of made me forget that part but, of it. But that's what I'm saying, though. There was a lot of pressure from Yankees fans on Aaron Judge. Like, what are you doing? How are you turning down $230 million that they're offering you? Why, why are you doing that? Where are you going to get that kind of money? Because you've had injury concerns in the past. Because you hadn't been consist- as consistent as we saw in that 2017 year. And the team hasn't had the level of postseason success that we thought we could assign to you based on you being the cornerstone of this new-look Yankees team. And yet... This guy is putting together arguably the greatest offensive season that we have ever seen in the game of baseball, Carlin. And, oh, by the way, it's translating to team success. The Yankees going to win 100 games. They, they wrapped up the division two games ago. There are only a few instances where, and, and these are much different set of circumstances when it comes to pressure than this, where players have performed better under this under 
that kind of pressure. Well, nothing <laughs> motivates a guy like Fresh Cash. Right. <laughs> so, right. So there's that in the backdrop of all of this. But I, but I even go back beyond that to when there was tremendous social pressure when barriers were being broken on guys who were going out and performing. Mm-hmm. And, and this is much different, but just thinking about everything that's been around it all year, God, I have so much more... I, and not that I didn't respect him before. I absolutely did. Mm-hmm. But so much more respect for what this guy has done and has just kept his mouth shut shut the entire year. You know, Chris, it's funny. Two years ago, in the COVID year, he started catching a lot of flack about being injury prone. Yes. And he, if you remember, Aaron Judge had, I believe it was a calf problem at the mm-hmm. time. And the Yankees were very annoyed with him. I know this for a fact publicly that for a good week and a half he would not come out and talk about this injury at all and was basically leaving it to Aaron Boone and everybody else to have to do it mm-hmm. and they thought he was being you know just petulant with it because he was getting annoyed with it and well, this he is, didn't want it to turn into an excuse as to why he couldn't produce but also a narrative toward contract time a year and a half two years from then yeah you know but yet here he has uh, responded so much even the last couple of years from that. I yeah. I think when you tie it all together, he is real. I mean, if ever there was a way to turn it to an organization, perform at a high level, and they're happy about that, but really just say, all right, you want to mess with me? Good idea. Here's yeah. what's going to happen. No, it's been great, man. I mean, he played in 148 games last year. He's played in 151 so far this year. They got seven to go. Got to imagine that they're going to play him as much as he can so he can try to break the record. But, Carlin, this is an exciting time for Aaron Judge and for Yankees fans. And the way that he broke or tied the record last night, it was a quintessential Aaron Judge at bat. I mean, being able to control the zone, foul off several pitches, you're talking about an eight-pitch at bat against Tim Mesa in order to break the record. And you can see the growth in the player. Not expanding the zone at all, making pitchers pitch to him, finally getting a pitch that he can hit and doing damage with it. That just shows the growth. And it shows the approach, which is why he's been able to be so consistent and so productive this season. Congratulations, Aaron Judge. Canty and Carlin, weekdays on ESPN Radio and on ESPN+.